Marilyn Monroe. Ow. I sing good, don't I? Heck yeah. Yeah, you think? <laughs> What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, and now introducing York Welding and Fab. Good, pretty pumped about that deal, man. That's my buddy Carl York. Uh, with me in studio, to my right, he's number two on the list today, but he's number one in everybody's heart. Jamie Darkside Guida. Darkside, what's up? What's up? How'd I get to number two? Well, you, we got to put you above TJ. That's only right. Well, who's number one? Me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we could do you know. Well, you're the first one that gets introduced. <laughs> Yeah, that changed like two episodes ago. I used to do TJ all the time. That's it's whatever, man. TJ's way cooler hey, than me. TJ you can started be wherever you want on the list. It doesn't matter. TJ started being goofy about me calling him DJ TJ, so Uh-oh. he got X'd. I got X'd. So, I'm out. Speaking of, our faithful, wacky, sometimes awesome, most of the time ignorant producer TJ Smith. What's up, announcer extraordinaire TJ Smith? Yep, announcer extraordinaire. Yeah, that's <laughs> he did a it. Great right? job. Three days of announcing. You're tooting your own horn, though. I am. I mean, you have to be. When you're as awesome as me, it's hard not to. Unless nobody else toots it for him. Yeah. (laughs) Including his wife. Yeah, right. Three whole days of announcing Loretta's kids, huh? Dude, I'm telling you, being that it was the first, uh, like, what's it called? Not announced. The first Loretta's qualifier, basically, of the the year for the regionals. Mm Mm-hmm. You should have seen the speed these kids had. Oh, God, I can imagine. It was unreal. Like, I'm just... Local kids that just clean up around here were good to get top twenty. Got smoked. I mean, because we had we were sitting there looking at it. It was the youth regional, which means that we had schoolboy one and two there, and which is a BC class, mm-hmm. so a lot of B riders. There were fifteen people when you looked at the list. Me and a couple guys were going over the list before the races. Fifteen kids that could have easily that you look at those numbers. Those kids going, yes, they will make it to Loretta's. It's only six spots. Jeez, I mean, kids that are like, yeah, no problem. They'll make it to Loretta's. There was 15 of them. Kobush so waxed everybody. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Walters had a great weekend. Um, a, bu- a bunch of kids that live out there at Underground that train did really good. Kobush is the next dude, right? Like he's one of them. Yes, he, yeah, he's Team Green, yeah. full ride. Yeah, he's going to be one of the next ones. Crazy. So, I mean, it won't be it won't be long that we'll see him on the the national scene. <laughs> You should have done that ladder so he got on his so. nerves. You know how picky he is about the sounds. Sound. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I have listened to a couple other podcasts that other people do, and their sound quality is so atrocious. It makes me like make sure that we're doing okay. Well, who are you talking about? We're not. We're not going to bring them up. No. no. TJ, no. you're mean, dude. All podcasts are fantastic. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Hey, all podcast life matters, TJ. It does. I wasn't even talking about necessarily. Moto. Moto. Like, uh, I listen to lots and lots of right. podcasts, and uh, I hear some yeah. that are good podcasts. They're great. Well, if they're not Moto, you can talk about them. But, <laughs> but they're, <laughs> but Moto, we got to be Sound nice. quality just I didn't know there were podcasts me. other than Moto. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen to the, I listen to the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. That's about the only one outside of Moto I listen to. I listen to Eddie Trunk. And I listen to, like, Up and Vanished and Truth and Justice. And what, what the hell is all that? They're actually really, really good. And what is that, listen, like, crime fiction stuff? No, like, some of it's true crime stuff. Some of it, like... I listen to a show, a thing called Serial Killers. It talks about all the like serial killers and d- tells their stories. And wow, yeah, my brother writes like noir short stories, so I'm sure he's into cool. all that stuff yeah. too. But um, guys, Glen Helen was the wackiest damn race I think I've ever seen. One of them. What say you, Dark Side? 
Yeah, a lot of unexpected uh, finishes and outcomes and mm. pro circuit bikes breaking. and <laughs> Lots of Kawasaki's breaking. <laughs> McAdoo taking a ride. and just Dude, did you see how far his bike went down yeah, that hill? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just gosh. a lot of craziness for sure. But, man, that's Glen Helen, I guess. Somehow or another, Eli Tomac left with only being 15 points behind Marvin, and <laughs> we know how easily Tomac can make up 15 points. So yeah. I didn't really worry about his deal. Now, J-Mart is 31 points behind Osborne. I don't think that's doable as good as Osborne's riding. Something's going to have to happen if he's going to catch him. But Jesus Christ, but the Jeremy, way this season Jeremy Martin been, was so fast, though. The way the season's been so far for top guys, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, it's probably one of the better years for from a fan standpoint that I can remember just from that stuff right there happening. I mean, who had Jason Anderson win in the second moto or Dylan Ferrandez in the 250 class? Yeah, that's pretty know? wild. It's going to be some good racing. Yeah, that Ferrandez kid's for real. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure oh, about yeah, him. He's good, Jeez. man. He kind of scared me in that second moto. Like he could just take <laughs> off and run away with this whole thing. I mean, if that keeps up. Yeah, not really, really. So, how did Doc do this weekend, TJ? Well, we we uh, went into it talking to him a lot about he's going up against B riders. Like we said, top B riders. There's 15, 15 of the top B riders there, and he left the place um, in 16th overall. So, I mean, it's not bad. No, when you when you no, really sit back and look at that, I mean, he was hoping because he's a racer and he's like, I know I can get top ten. I know I can get top ten. I kept telling him, just top half of the. I mean, there's forty kids and the gate holds forty one. There were over 50 50 cc riders there. You know what I mean? They, they did qualifiers for most classes, so yeah. it was a loaded gates. And him getting sixteenth overall was pretty good. Hey, he's getting there, man. Just tell yeah. him keep yep. up, keep up the good work. You know? beat some kids that. I really didn't expect him to be able to beat in motos battling with kids. So I was really proud. He's super bummed. But hey, TJ, stepping stones. Blake Baggett got passed in the second moto. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> he got passed in the second moto. Hey, you Jason know what? Anderson passed him. Yeah. Well, were you upset when that happened? Um, uh, he I mean, threw he threw a haul on all that hissy fit. I probably quit yeah, watching. Probably I'm not watching bit. anymore. God, you're not my friend. <laughs> well, the, the most thing, the thing I'm most excited about is earlier y'all are going to Colorado next week. Yeah, this and, week, this week, Thursday, this, yeah, this coming up weekend. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, you were like, "Well, I don't even know what's going to be like walking up to Baggett and asking him if he'll come on the show." And I'm just like, "Maybe he could, you know, just the thought." I think he would, but we're going to definitely have him on a night that you're out of town. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we we don't want to weird him out completely, and we know you will. So <laughs> it uh, that's just horrible. But we're going to try to try to try to meet Mr. Baggett this weekend and. Uh, a lot of riders. Would love yeah, to yeah. line him up. A lot of riders to talk to. So everybody who's going to be there at Colorado, look for the two gayest dudes in the pits walking around, and then you're going to see can the you two say, Can you say that anymore? Yeah, you can, but I mean, that's just a ridiculous statement. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might say the two coolest dudes walking around, but we all know we you're all... not going to be there, TJ, so I don't know if any gay dudes will be there. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That All right. Harsh. Well, I'm going to stay out of this conversation. But uh, anyways, so we're going to get to our first guest. He is the Director of Marketing and Brand Development for FMF, the Flying Machine Factory, also a two-stroke lever, Don Emler Jr. What's up, Don? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, man, we feel honored. Uh, FMF, man, it's just like one of the most famous logos in motorsports. Only exhaust I've ever paid money for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's good. I mean... Uh, if you're gonna pay for something, get get it uh, get that famous red and yellow logo yeah, on your muffler for sure. Yeah, absolutely, got one of those stickers on my truck. The uh, those iconic FMF stickers you just spoke yep. of. There's no mistake in that one when you see it. 
Yeah, we print about a million of those things a year. So uh, <laughs> it, we, we, we give as many away as possible. You know, uh, every, everything that we sell actually has four FMF stickers in it. Uh, you know, that with the idea being a brilliant one back in the day. My dad, uh, you know, 1973 started the company and, uh, you know, really wanted just to get his name out there. So he would just, you know, print as many stickers as he had the budget for. And yep. it's obviously grown over the years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he started that in his garage, correct? Started FMF? He did. Yeah. I mean, uh, man, I mean, I was I was born in 81. Obviously, he started the company in 73. But, um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I can remember as far back as him actually living in his first shop that he had. Um, so that's kind of how dedicated he, he was to, you know, producing and, and just learning as much as he could. And, wanted to kind of stay a garage guy for as long as possible, keep the overhead low. And, uh, you know, uh, today we're, we're just in a little bit bigger of a garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys have come a long way. And it, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. I always wonder when I see the ex exhaust from any manufacturer or I hear about the testing, like how do you guys decide what, how smart do you have to be to figure out diameters and placement of bins? I mean, I, I can't even begin to understand how that works and how you test. Yeah, that. you know, it's a it's it's a process for sure. I mean, uh, you know, obviously been doing it for so long, but uh, the something you know a lot of people don't understand is you know, making a two-stroke pipe versus a four-stroke pipe is is a lot easier these days. Um, but to get to the point of where you can actually start production, like all the testing and R and D, actually two strokes take a lot more time to really come up with. Uh, something that ha produces really good power right it, they're just you know four strokes are a little bit easier you can kind of have an idea going into it like the the length of the overall exhaust system kind of where you want to be and then you just kind of got to fine-tune it from there um but you know two strokes are they're, they're really fickle so you gotta you take a little millimeter out here or there to uh, try to give it some more maybe more over rev or you know that's the, the type of uh, motor you know a two-stroke is it doesn't have you know all the torque that uh, that a four-stroke does but, um, yeah, I mean, so it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, we have a great staff. Um, you know, I don't pretend to know too, too much because that's my, my dad's <laughs> realm and you right. know, I'm, I'm more on the marketing side and get to enjoy working with him daily. But, uh, yeah, he, he just loves to get his hands dirty. That's what it's all about for him. And, uh, he loves to ride. Well, that falls into my next question. I bet he is having a ball with the, uh, the 2018 CRF 250, correct? <laughs> Well, you know, it's we've seen photos of it having uh, two two headers, and it's it's kind of crazy because you know it's like you know, everything's about cost, right? And right. you know, four stroke mufflers and exhaust, you know, they're they're getting really expensive because the manufacturers now are are doing more to them. You know, like Honda has you know two mufflers, obviously. The Yamaha is a very difficult muffler to build as well. Um, so you know, the more that they're the OEMs are putting into these things. It just it kind of affects you know everyone from you know who's going to purchase a motorcycle or an exhaust system for for this new 2018 CRF 250. We'll we'll see. It'll be interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I was wondering. You know, over through the two-stroke days, exhaust probably didn't change a tremendous amount year to year. But in the last few years, with the way the Honda's gone to the dual exhaust and different things, and Yamaha turned the motor around. How difficult that is that on your budget? How how much of a hit is that on your budget to do all this new R and D? Yeah, it it is. I mean, it's uh, luckily we we make all of our tooling and everything in house, so we really have a leg up on the competition. Um, but still, you know, we want to produce 
a great looking exhaust, great performing, but mm-hmm. also try to keep the cost reasonable. So, you know, the people can afford these things. And we, you know, we're fortunate enough to, that we have, you know, our real high end race line, but we also offer more of an entry price, price point exhaust. Uh, right. That's really important for us to be able to, to do, because I think a lot of people forget that it's not just, you know, people that race dirt bikes, you know, it's the people that just go ride them in the desert. You know, that's kind of how I grew up riding is loading the truck up with, yep. with my dad and go out to the desert. And Me too. you know, a lot of those people have never even touched foot on a motocross track. So right. really got to think about the average consumer as well. You know, that's how I grew up riding. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we're all in Texas now, but I, uh, I was a Navy brat and I grew up, I was born in San Diego. I lived in Barstow for a year. That's really where I started riding was out in Barstow. So yeah, I grew up in the desert quite a bit out at Dumont and places like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so a little bit older than you, but not much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what, uh, you know, that's what I grew up doing. It's still what I loved. I mean, I love motocross too, but you know, there's nothing better, especially, you know, this winter we had a ton of rain here in California. So yeah. the trails were just unbelievably good. And, uh, you know, kind of really is where it all stems from, right. You know, growing up with your family and going riding and stuff. And Absolutely. Uh, so it's, it's still fun to be able to do that with my dad. You know, he, uh, he rides every chance he gets yeah, and, that's um, cool. So it's pretty cool. That is cool that he still rides. I know a lot of guys get, you know, busy working with their companies, this and that, and then just eventually just kind of moves on to just being a fan or, or building products, and they don't ride much. That's cool to hear he does. Question: My next question, the two-stroke thing. Obviously, everybody's still. It's a. It's a obviously a big movement. I think, and is that really still a big part of FMF's business? Is two-stroke exhaust? Yeah, I mean that's you know obviously that's that's our roots, that's our heritage. You know, um, you know we were just talking we were just talking about uh, you know my dad riding and he rides a two stroke still. Um, he really enjoys uh, riding a two stroke, and that's my little guy in the background. So if you guys hear a little <laughs> oh. creature, that's uh, that's my my little that's the next Emler coming up through the pack. There here. you go. Awesome. And he's actually he's playing with the dirt bike too right now. It's pretty oh, funny. Perfect. Perfect got to start them young you know absolutely but no i mean two strokes i mean we, we love them and you know you got companies like ktm and, and husqvarna and yamaha still making two strokes and then you got a lot of european other european manufacturers you know beta gas gas so i mean it's awesome that you know people are seeing that you know these things are a viable you know bike competitive still and you know for off-road racing and some of the the hard enduro stuff i mean it's you got to ride a two-stroke Definitely. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What What is the oldest bike y'all still make a pipe for? Uh, probably a old CR500 or KX500. Nice. Um, I think, you know, all the way back to like 86. Oh, sweet. So, you know, you, and you'd be, you'd be surprised, man. I mean, uh, our, our biggest selling pipe when, when two strokes were the more predominant of the two uh, was uh, a blaster, Yamaha Blaster <laughs> ATV pipe so it's like things like that that you, you know you know if you just focus on you know the 2018 motorcycles i mean you really got to offer a wide range of stuff and that's one of the tough things and why a lot of people can't really compete uh, with us because you know we've we've been in business for so long but you know you can't rely on just 2017 bike right. sales sure, sure. you got to go way far back you know what i mean so yeah yeah when somebody has an older bike that's like, let's say we're all Mathis Pulp MX fans here, and Mathis does these project bikes. If he decides to build a 1983 Honda of some sort, I mean, can he come to you and you guys will do a one-off, or do you still have the tools for that? Uh, we might still have the, the tools, uh, the jigs and stuff like that. So, I mean, we, we generally 
try to stay away from doing the one-off stuff because right. it obviously takes up a lot of time that with and that unfortunately we're we're so wide open to building and producing everything but you know so a lot of people do ask us like why don't you guys get back into you know vintage racing obviously yeah. and the, the honda elsnores and why don't you guys <laughs> make you know make some, bring some stuff back bring the old porcupine heads back you know and <laughs> so uh you never know maybe right. in the, maybe in the future yeah the, the vintage scene is definitely growing here in texas it is for sure yeah, don't you guys have like uh, what, like Diamond Dawns yep. down there? What is? Yep, that was about a month ago. We yeah. we were at that. Cool. We yep. did go to that. There That's was... about thirty minutes from us. Yep, yep. Not far down the road. There's some. Those vintage races are awesome because <laughs> oh, it's yeah. nothing but two strokes, and it's it's some guys like Trampus Parker and Guy, Guy Cooper. Cooper showing up, and and old dudes that just huh? Do we lose him? Yeah. I heard the do. Oh well. Oops. Are we still recording? Yeah. Yep. Sorry guys. Uh, yep. Sorry about that. We lost we damn producer. Yep. The producer. Hey, Travis Marks, I know you're listening. Um send us a resume. Yep, resume. Can you get him <laughs> back on the phone or what, TJ? I'm working on it. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh sorry. There you are. We lost you for a second. Sorry. Well, I yeah, I don't know what happened. I apologize. No worries. We're blaming our producer. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah they're but gonna not what I was me. saying is it's still fun <laughs> to go watch. The, those, these old dudes still show up and just haul ass on these old bikes, and you can really – Oh, yeah. It's just a it's neat crazy. deal to see. It makes you kind of sad that those days, the heyday of that stuff is over, but it kind of still lives on, and, you know, we're yeah. all just nerds about this stuff, so we have to ask these questions. <laughs> I, I still can't believe – you know, I look back, like Dan Laporte, you know, works for us and has mm. been around, obviously, the sport forever, and – you know, I'm looking at him going, how'd you ride a 500, like, you know, all over the world? Like, I, I mean, these things don't even feel like they handle right. And he's just like, man, you know, that's just what it was, you know, and they hauled butt on him. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. So uh, I've seen uh, in the past you've had some cool project bikes coming out. Any new two-stroke projects on the horizon? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, we're kind of excited about this, the new kind of fuel-injected uh, Husky KTM models. I'm, I'm excited to to get our hands on one of those and try riding it and see see how they work um but uh nothing like crazy serious right now we're just um obviously cranking just uh you know for us we try to get the motorcycles in as quick as possible you know we want to be first to market with uh with the product you know sometimes that always doesn't doesn't happen but you know if we if we have a partner or a race team that we can work with to get the bikes earlier um the goal is to you know be able to have product when bikes hit the dealer floor so the customer can roll those new bike out and uh, possibly an fmf pipe too those um those two those injected two strokes i know they're coming out for like the cross-country bikes does that in that two-stroke injected stuff does that change like port timing and and the way you have to actually on the two strokes time the expansion chambers i mean does, as far as keeping all the fuel in would that be easier to do on something like that um i think it's going to come down to more with uh, the different types of maps i think they're going to offer right um, you know, they're, they're kind of getting to that four stroke kind of technology where they're, they're, you're going to have, you know, some different on the fly mapping and that's kind of where it would affect maybe the, the exhaust. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, we're, we're working with KTM. Luckily, uh, we have a great relationship with those guys. So any info that we can get ahead of time, it really helps us out. Well, I know with, uh, I used to work for CHP and I helped design their pipe and we were sitting there with about a hundred different bins, welding them together, putting it on the dyno. And I know it's totally different for y'all where y'all get to use a computer to basically to, to run all that stuff now before you even actually put it on the dyno, don't you? Oh yeah. I mean, it's uh man, there's, there's 
3D metal printers now. I mean, there's just the technology that's out there to, to be able to make make one-off stuff. You know, it's it's a lot easier than it used to be. Like your dad's um, if, your dad's computer in the in the in the 70s must have been like the size of a house <laughs> if he would have had one. <laughs> for sure, it was all well, in his head. Well, yeah. I mean, the funny thing was, I mean, like I said, uh, as far back as I can remember, my dad would, you know, we didn't even have a dyno, so he all he'd do is just do alley tests, and then I just hear him <laughs> ripping up and down by by FMF and. That's how he did it. Like he all see the pants. That's how he build awesome. a pipe and then put it on the bike and then go go alley test it. And uh, yeah, I think all the cops knew him in the, in the area because he was always getting pulled over. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it's uh, it the stuff that we have now obviously makes it so much easier to to do. I mean, it's still very difficult, um, but uh, it definitely helps. You know what I mean? The he's your dad is still in there every day, just grinding out, working, te- test, doing whatever. He's still ha- very hands on, is he not? Yeah, so he's there, um, you know, every Saturday, unless he's at a an event. Um, he's still there on uh, till six, seven o'clock at night. Wow. Uh, he's definitely the hardest working guy I know, and the reason why the company is so successful is because you know got someone like that that you're looking up to and and you know that it, you know hard work pays off and it's pretty yep. cool to see where his company and his vision have have gone and just being a part of that is really cool definitely definitely um so obviously with the pro level um you guys probably as a company try to get in as a team sponsored uh company how does that work and is there a friendly competition between you and the other guys like DRD and Pro Circuit or, or do the companies like does Mitch and your dad get along? Are there any Yeah, I mean they don't talk on the phone, but I right. mean if they see each other at an event, you know, they definitely have respect for each other and I mean it's uh, they've built a great company as well and you know, they really seem like they focus, you know, on hardcore racing, which right. is great and I think, you know, definitely you know, we all love racing, but, uh, you know, we also focus a lot on off-road. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all good. you got to have that competition, right? you got to oh, know absolutely. what the competition's doing so you can yeah. try to figure them out, be better than them um, from even from, you know, a marketing standpoint to, you know, performance. You know, it's just you got to have competition. Absolutely. Is it – I mean, is it important for you guys to be a team, like, you know, a, a team – company so that they say a factory one of the factory teams has yeah. fff on. is that really a big deal it is i mean you, you definitely uh you got to do a little everything right so it's it's kind of we always talk about it. it's like you don't know you know what's working you got to do a little bit of everything so you got to do you know sponsor race teams you yeah. got to you know print media you got to now it's you know social media you have to just throw it all out there see what sticks and and hopefully you know working with you know the events and the series and sponsoring pretty much every major series we we sponsor we really love giving back to the sport and i think that kind of shows um you know all the stuff that we do um yeah we and we just love it i mean that's if you don't love what you do you're never going to be successful successful so it's uh it's been it's been a fun road absolutely well, i feel like that shows too and everything because y- y'all's br- whoever's uh, the branding y'all have it's everywhere and that's awesome <laughs> to see like i don't think anybody does a better job and i'm talking about industry-wide than you guys it's because it's everywhere and well, I, every moto van in the pits that's a ford has a fmf logo yeah. and, on the front like i was gonna ask about that yeah, that it, was intentional <laughs> well yeah i mean that's that's the fun part and you know have my dad gives me a lot of freedom to to be able to do that stuff get creative um you know so you know that's what i really love doing and i'm really glad that he's able to you know 
let me do this stuff and and we love getting getting creative and, and being funny sometimes you got to make fun of yourself sometimes you got to just you know pull out all the stops and you know working with all these events and you know it's uh it's good you know the the red and yellow oval uh definitely stand out we haven't strayed away from that you know it's been red and yellow since the yeah. 70s and so it's pretty neat just to just to be really be a part of of everything and and maybe having a hand and help grow in the company well, I tell you what, having a, a, a sponsored rider such as uh, Ronnie Mack running around, <laughs> uh, man, you can't miss that dude. No, that's uh, that's a classic one for sure. Gotta, <laughs> sometimes, you know, Ron gets a little out of control, so we have to reel him back in a little bit. Right. But, hey, uh, he's a big fan of the but, of the PBRs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, uh, it's things like that that you know, it's just you gotta you gotta have fun. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you can't take it too serious like i said it's great to have factory teams run your stuff but you know it doesn't uh, you don't have to win to be successful like you right. know what i mean you you want to you want to win you want to be a part of a team or a rider that's that's uh successful and winning and stuff and but you know you don't always have to have the the top guy you know what i mean you can have a, a low life like ronnie mack all <laughs> right what made me bring that up is we've got a, a jersey hanging here in the studio and it's probably one of those cotton mock turtle looking jerseys from the 90s and it's an, it's an fmf jersey speaking of your branding it's even sitting right here in front of us but uh, and it's, awesome. like, it's just like the one he wears so i had to bring that up oh uh, those man I, I those jerseys back then it's so hot i don't know yeah. how people... <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. either well the funny thing is um is that jersey actually belongs to my 16 year old kid and he like fought me for me hanging it in the studio he's like that's mine that's mine so i mean like that that stuff like that and he's i mean he loves FMF just yeah. probably because of like stuff like that. Yeah, we joke around that we want to bring that jersey back. We just don't know if, they, if they'd sell. <laughs> right. Oh, I bet, I bet they would. I bet they would because yeah. I'd 100 percent cotton. I'd 100 percent. Well, yeah, I'd 100 percent buy one. I, <laughs> I promise. Did. Yeah. I didn't know he meant bring them back like literally 100 percent cotton. 100 percent cotton. Yeah. Jamie was hoping for a vented version yeah. of that. So we're Man. we're all either forty or pushing forty. Yeah. So we're all we get hot too easily. Yeah, back in the nineties I cut slits in mine. It's like like from piranha ate my jersey. <laughs> so what'd you guys think of the uh did you guys follow the Glen Helen? Oh, yeah. race? That that has to have been the wackiest race I've watched in recent years. Yeah. If it not was ever. crazy, man. It, it's making for an awesome season because you just don't know what to expect. Everybody's yeah. so yeah. competitive. You guys did good too. Had uh, what for Ferrandis win a moto, uh, Anderson win a moto. Yeah, you know overall yeah. It's I mean, Osborne. It's, it's, yep, Osborne. You know, coming off a of championship Supercross. I mean, it's been uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, he's definitely well deserving of it. I feel like, and uh, oh, yeah. he's come a long way. But yeah, I mean, it's been. It was crazy, you know, the, what, I think, uh, three pro circuit bikes broke down, you know, you yeah. had I bet you crazy love that. crashes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I've got, I've got a question. I'm gonna put you on the spot. No problem. How close is the pipes that those guys run to what we buy? Yeah. So what we do is, uh, we'll obviously use those guys kind of to test new stuff. And as soon as, uh, we call it just a running change. So basically if we come up with a better Yamaha pipe that those guys might be out running right now, we'll put that right back into production the next time we go, go to production. No, that's cool. um, so, Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes in supercross, the guys have to run maybe a little bit longer of a muffler. For quiet, uh, than, yeah. Yeah. Because of sound, um, the outdoors doesn't have a sound regulation rule. So it's a little bit more, um, a little bit more wide open on the, on the performance there, but you know, it's, that's, 
part we, we actually like the the sound thing because one it helps you know people understand that you know louder is not faster um right you know, so it's important it's important for us and, and it's also you know makes us have to you know be really responsible and trying to get the most performance but also being quiet which you know a lot of times that that's uh, tough for the competition to do yeah, for Absolutely. sure, for sure. Well, this has all been very interesting, and we won't keep any longer. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, Donnie, thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. It was, oh, it was a pleasure yeah, talking man, to you. Thank you very much. My my kid says thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> little little Emler running around in the background. He's one and a half. He's uh, it's been a lot of fun for sure. So oh, I can't so, wait till he's riding. So like yeah, he's one and a half now. So what in five years, four years, we'll see you at uh, doing Moto Dad for Loretta's and all that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna be full Moto Dad. We'll see. We'll. I definitely want him to ride. I'm not sure about the whole racing thing yet. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. No, I don't blame you there. It's a. It's a. Uh, I don't even know how to describe amateur racing. It's just insane. So, uh, but again, hey man, thank you for your time. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you guys very much, and I'd uh, love to come back on sometime soon. Absolutely, we'd man. love to have you. I hey, promise. You wouldn't be coming up to Lakewood this weekend, would you? Ah, uh, I'm taking this weekend off. Okay. Actually, we're we're yeah. me and Mark are flying up there. That so. Oh, cool. That'll be our first race as a show. We got media Perfect. passes. So anyway. We'll, we'll try to well, let yeah, me know we'll, if you guys need if you guys need passes or anything. Let me know. We'll awesome. do, man. Thanks, we'll do. thanks, Donnie. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Right. Yeah. Take care. Have a good one. Little D, Don Elmler, Elmler Jr. I can't even talk today, guys. I'm sorry, but uh, you said you said Little D, and TJ said what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His eyes perked up real quick. We're gonna go to commercial break. We'll be right back. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way Kathy, he uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com. And save. That's 903-595-6288. And tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. 
mxgirlgurl.com, and that's mxgirlgurl, and tell her Moto X Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welling and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Moto X Pod Show again. Big shout out Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Design, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab. Coming up next, he is the Alaskan Assassin, Ty Lube Racing's Ben LeMay. Ben, what's up, man? Hey, dude, just uh, hanging out up here in Alaska. Yeah, I've been seeing that on your Instagram. You're posting, I forget what time you said it was the other day. It was like midnight or something, and the sun was still out. Yeah, I, uh, came up to Anchorage um, last week and uh, just kind of be up here for a little while, probably a month or a month and a half or so, and just kind of hanging out for the summer. Yeah, you you were uh, born and raised in Alaska, were you not? Yeah, that's right. So I was up here for probably oh, eight years or so, eight or nine years, and then finally decided to head down to the States and start racing down there. Right okay. on, right on. Yeah. Hey, what age did you start riding, Ben? Uh, three. Three. Oh, wow. Wow. Laugh long now. <laughs> good deal. Well, you had a pretty good arena cross season this year. Any plans to uh, continue racing into the summer, doing something else maybe, another series? Um, yeah, you know, the, the arena cross was pretty fun for me. I had some good, good results, bad results. Um, ended up crashing that arena, which kind of threw me out of the, the overall points there. But, um, you know, it was still fun. I got, I had some good experiences and good results um for this summer though i don't really have any plans i was hoping to do the outdoor national series but uh i'm not gonna do the whole thing maybe maybe a couple rounds at the end of the season or something who knows right cool, cool. How, how do you like the chase system in uh arena cross how do you feel about it as a as a rider um kind of hard to say i, I like it um it just depends kind of where you're at, but right. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good, um, because it, it really ups the intensity in the last, you know, what, whatever it might be, five, six, seven rounds or whatever. Um, I think it's good for the sport. Um, it just kind of, it does suck though. Like, you know, if, if you are dominating and then all of a sudden they reset, you just right. pretty much throw out your, but, your chances, but, um, it keeps stuff close. That's for sure. Exactly. Do you go into the series thinking, well, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to go a hundred percent until the chase, or do you not think, or do you just you're going to win every race? Um, no, I, you know, like say from round one, you know, because we have fourteen rounds um, in arena cross, some are two nighters, so we race a lot. But um, at the beginning, it's more of just like, okay, let's get a feel for it, let's get some good results, but let's work on the bike get it figured out whether we need to change this or that and then uh once you kind of get the bike you know really happy with it then you start to kind of up the intensity and then once the reset comes you're ready for it right very cool i I like it 
do you think there's something that's uh, a, a part of this format that Supercross could take from Arena Cross to make it also a little more exciting? I think so. Um, a lot of people don't like it or don't agree, but I think it definitely needs it. Um, it's been the same. Supercross has been the same for a long time, so I think it, it would definitely throw some excitement back into the sport and just kind of, you know, see, you know, what it what it throws at the riders and the, you know, just everything, the racing, if there's, you know, like a seven-round seven championship or something or, five, you know, whatever it might be, um, I think it really would, would help the sport. Now, are you going to stay, are you going to stay in Arena Cross next year or do you even know yet? I have um, really no idea. Um, I would imagine I'll probably get some offers for Arena Cross, but, um, you never know. And I, I would like to get back in Supercross, um, whether it's 250 or, or 450, but I would like to get back to Supercross. I feel like I'm a better rider, um, you know, now since last time I raced there. So um, I'm, my eyes right now are kind of to get into the Supercross scene again. Yeah, for sure. It'd be good to see you back there. Yeah. I was, we, I watched and rooted for you for the years you were there. And yeah. at the at first was a little bummed. You went to arena cross and I was like, well, you know what? It's probably a good opportunity. So we'll just, we'll follow you there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was good for me. No doubt. I mean, it definitely raised my, um, aggressive riding on the bike, you know, and, um, I mean, I agree. You definitely can get, can get away with a lot more <laughs> things in arena cross than you can supercross. Because <laughs> um, right. if some of the passes that we make in arena cross, if that was, we would be getting, you know, black flagged and find a bunch of money. So arena cross, there's kind of like a, you just slap my hand and then you keep going. But um, I think it might. If I go back into supercross, I really would shine. Yeah, hey, I'm not. I may be wrong, but a few years ago, um, my buddy Michael Gage has a little kind of home arena cross track. Did you Did you ever come out to his place in Gilmer and ride? Um, here, here I think in Texas, I did, actually. Yeah, I thought he I told me I, you came out one time, and the track is kind of beat up. But I, I swear, he told me you came out one time. Where do you normally train when you're in Texas? Um, I have a track um in Terrell that I ride um, all the time. Like and Bo Bentley's place, right? Um, I have probably three or four private. Supercross and arena cross tracks that I kind of bounce back and forth with. Um, normally, just do everything by myself. I just wake up, train, and, and do everything all by myself. Or um, sometimes I'll go ride with a couple kids, but yeah. it's uh, pretty solo. So you don't? Do you prefer doing it by yourself, or is that just the way it works out? Yeah, I mean that's just the way it is. I, I would it gets boring sometimes, um, but then again, it, it kind of yeah, I think I think it's good in a way for for any rider because it, it motivates you to want to ride because it, you're not there to sit and talk and just hang out with your buddies. You're there to ride and get what you need to get done. So, like yeah. when I go to the track and I'm by myself, it's like all right, I'm here. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to go home. And I'm not going to sit around and just you know talk and waste time. So, it's good in a way, but then it's also bad because you don't have that other person pushing you or or having the fun in riding with your buddy or whatever you know yeah i can imagine that gets a little lonely at times but like you said you're just putting your head down and getting to it with no distractions i guess it probably has its benefits there as well Mm -hmm. for sure now are you still going to be based in texas when you come back from alaska yeah yeah i'll be i'll be going back to the same place um 
not sure. We were talking about maybe moving, um, but uh, it's still way down the road. So I'll be in Texas for a while now. Yeah, do, do you do you like Texas? Is it uh, have you been here for a while? It gets pretty hot down here during the summer. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you know you can go east and get into the pine trees and the you know the woods, and you can go west and get out into the desert. And you know you got the city and stuff to go have some fun. And so I, I like Texas a lot. Um, it's a it's a cool city, and it's good for for me um, when I'm flying every weekend to all these races it's so central like yeah you know whether it's the west or an east round i can it's a two to three hour flight and anywhere i want to go where some guys are, have like either really short or like a five hour flight across <laughs> the country you know so right yeah that would that would get a little draining ben who do you have uh, helping you sponsor wise right now right now um you know i'm, I'm pretty wide open um but evs has been uh, behind me a lot. Um, fly racing, um, X-Brand goggles. I've been, I've been wearing their stuff for a long time now and they're awesome. Uh, Rockwell watches, uh, Lord the gas town. Um, it's about it, you know, uh, EVS shoes. They've been hooking me up for a while now. They're sick. Um, but yeah, every time you post but, a new pair on your Instagram, I get jealous. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm an X-Brand guy. Actually, I'm actually, a, a a vendor for rich out here in East Texas. So I'm glad that you're still wearing the X brand, man. It's, you know, go yeah, ahead. they're awesome. Dude. I always try and get my buddies to wear them and, and I pump it up pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same. You know, I wore them for like five years before I finally just called them up and said, Hey man, I want to be a vendor. Cause I believe in the product and the customer service is beyond anything. Any other company offers. And I just, I think RT is such a great dude. So it's, it's going well. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm working on getting them spread a little more out here in texas because you don't see them enough so. ben he's got every one of us loaded up with x-brand goggles <laughs> yeah. we've just been buying the shit out of them yeah they're the, the new ones are really nice yeah yep yeah but you know some guys don't like the outriggers but but then you know the other the old style the uh flat outs or whatever they fit they, they fit the foam is so good that man i uh i had a guy at buffalo creek at, in canton the other day come up to me with a pair of the scott uh prospects Mm-hmm. And, and he was showing them to me, you know, and they're basically the same as the EKSS brand, the the new model. And he was showing them to me, and I showed him the X brand and told him they were half price, and he was just, he couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, they're 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 great great company, man. I had to pull the nose piece off my the the what is it the X the S the EKSS yeah the EKSS. I pulled the nose piece off just to make it feel a little better. I've got a a bigger nose had it broke a bunch of times. It doesn't fit everything. So it just made it feel a little bit better, but, uh, you can't beat the quality of those goggles. Nope. The foam is the foam was the biggest selling point to me and how well it fits, you, you know, fits in your helmet. Yep. So it's good mm-hmm. stuff, man. We hope to see you wearing X brand for a long time. Hope to see you back in Supercross. Yeah, absolutely. Hope to see you at pro challenge this year at Swan again. Oh yeah. I'll be there. Awesome. awesome awesome well ben we won't keep you anymore i know you're a long ways away visiting family so we'll let you get back to that but thank you for coming on tonight we really appreciate it yeah man thanks i had a good time it was uh hope you guys keep doing this this was sick absolutely awesome. ben thank you hey thanks again buddy thank see ya see you man the alaskan assassin ben lemay yeah, I hope he comes back to Supercross. He was doing, putting in some good results, top yeah, 15, yeah. top 10, 450 class, and he was with the Rock River team. Right. And I don't know, that deal, I guess, went south or whatever. Then he came back as a privateer, was still doing good, mm-hmm. making mains, things like that. And then he went to Arena Cross. I was a little bit bummed because I've been watching that dude for a while. And yeah. 
but hey, you know, he's still racing. You get to keep, you know, keep up there and he gets to, we get to see him race locally here. So that's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking but, forward to uh, September. Coming up next. He is, well, the man needs no introduction. <laughs> Kyle Chisholm. Kyle, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? How are you guys? How, how good. How are things going up in uh, Canada? Uh, good. I'm, I'm in Florida. Um, so I, I met a couple of weeks ago, uh, doing both and regular race bike, things like that. But uh, I've been in Florida most of the time. So, um, but just riding and getting, you know, getting everything ready to go. And uh, we've got the first race this weekend. So, yeah, just trying to, trying to be ready, as ready as we can be. And, right. and uh, give it a go. Hey, but you're, uh, you're breaking up real bad. Uh, are you in a bad spot or do we need? Yeah. Yeah, it's just cutting out real bad. Okay. Let me run outside. Let me run outside really quick. Okay. I don't know why it's like that. Hey, yeah, it's no worries. Here's what it is. Hang on one second. My, my house is in the middle of town, and if I try to talk on my phone in my living room, can't do it. I have to go outside. <laughs> I don't get it. Cell phones are weird. Yeah, see if it's a little better while I'm out here. Hopefully it does. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, pretty good right there. So you're yeah, getting... I don't know what. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, my son. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it's terrible in my house. I don't know why. Right. So you anyway. you were saying you're you're headed up uh, to Canada when? Uh, the first one's this weekend. Right. So I had I go up Friday. Okay. And uh, it we start on the west coast, so it's a pretty long haul from Florida. So we don't race until Sunday. Right. But I'm gonna go Friday. It's a long flight, like I said, being way, you know all the way on the west coast, and then. Obviously north, so it's a pretty pretty good little little flight up there. A few uh, there's three flights for me to get up there, so wow. uh, yeah, pretty pretty long trip. So I'm gonna go Friday. Um, I get there like Friday night, and then uh, you know get everything kind of ready and set up and check the track out Saturday, and and then get after it Sunday. So yeah, very cool. Now, Kyle, what what is the, What is the name of your team you're racing for up there? Uh, it's Hu- it's Huber Motorsports, and it's a new team. Uh, they've done like snowcross, I think, uh, the past I don't know how many years, um, but they've been doing that, you know, in the winter time. And then uh, this year, they decided they wanted to, uh, you know, try their hand at uh, the motocross season summer up there. So they uh, put together, you know, the uh, you know actual motorcycle team, the same same group of people that yeah. do the snowcross, but. Uh, um, Stu, um, actually Adam Robinson, uh, he kind of came over to the team, I believe last year sometime at the end of last year. And he was the guy when I raced up in Canada in 2014 on the Yamaha team, yep. he was kind of like the, he was Bob Canary's mechanic that year, but he was kind of also like the crew chief or team manager. And then I think those next couple of years after that, he was just like team manager, no, not an actual mechanic. Kind of ran the team, and then uh, just this past year, uh, the end of last year, he left uh, from that team and went over to the Huber Motorsports guys. They ran the snowcross stuff, and then the owner of the team, you know, they kind of talked, and I guess wanted to do the outdoors, you know, and uh, do the motocross season too. So they put that together, and then got in contact with me, and and uh, yeah, so we kind of put things together and. So it's first year team. It's uh, obviously w- with any team, let alone a first year team. There's 
you know, little struggles here and there, just everything pieced together and of course. and getting the sponsors lined up and, you know, making everything come together. It's a, you know, it's quite a process. So, uh, but for the first year, you know, everything's been really good so far and uh, everything's coming together good. Obviously, little, little bits and pieces are, you know, a little later than we would like, but it is what it is. It happens every year before Supercross. And, yeah, right. And everything. You always wish you had more time. <laughs> of course. But, uh, Everything's, everything's coming together good and looking forward to the season. Are you going to be able to keep some of your same sponsors like gear, goggles, et cetera, up there? Uh, up there, I have to give up a few while I'm up there, which is definitely a bummer. Um, I'm still going to be in X-Brand goggles, uh, Atlas, neck braces, EVS, uh, knee braces and stuff like that. Um, for the gear, I actually didn't have my own gear deal this year because uh, with Motor Concept, we – it was a team deal, so we were in JT. Right. Um, sure. But a helmet and boots, um, I've been with HJC helmets and CD boots for, gosh, I don't know how many years now. Since Long like 2012, yeah. I think. So it's five, six years with those guys. So um, it was a little bit of a bummer to not be able to do that. I, I tried and pushed to be able to. But with the sponsors, the title sponsors of the team, it just wouldn't work. But um, I will say... Um, like my deal with HJC and CD goes through like December, like through the rest of the year. Yeah. And the racing up there, you know, it's, we have four races and then a week off and then six races and then it's over. So it's like, you know, a little over two months of racing, you know, 10 races. So the way I kind of had everything put together is when I'm up there racing, obviously for the team, um, I'm wearing the team sponsor stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but any U S races, I might still do a few of the U S races, um, so anything down here that I do, and then obviously after the season's over in August up there, and like I said, my deals with those HJC and CD go through December, so there's still other races, you know, like, uh, I'm going to do the GP at, at, uh, Gatorback. Yeah, nice. Um, like that one, the last couple of nationals I'll probably do, um, Monster Cup, Straight Rhythm. Right. Uh, any off-season races between now and December. Uh, basically, when I'm not racing in Canada, I'm going to still be in my, you know, HJC and CD, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. they were really cool, really understanding. Like I said, we've had a long relationship uh, together, you know, between me and both of them. So they were totally cool and supportive, you know, of everything. And uh, it's awesome of them to kind of let me, not let me out of my deal per se, but let me go up there and do that uh, for the summer, you know, for the, the season up there. But still you know, work things out to kind of keep our deal, you know, down here while I'm, you know, when I'm not racing. Canada. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm, I'm sure that, yeah, makes, it's really cool. I'm sure that makes things more, a little easier on you to be able to keep some of your stuff, you know, and uh, we were just, yeah. talk, we were just talking to Ben LeMay and he's an X brand guy too. And I was telling him I'm yeah. now an X brand rep vendor. So if RT, yeah. if RT doesn't answer your call at some point, you just give me a call. I'll make sure you get what you need. Yeah. Dark side, right. dark side <laughs> will tune him up for you. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. No, great product, X Brand goggles. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's all yeah. I wear too, so it's it's hard to beat them. Yeah, yeah, and I've been with those guys a long time too. I think I've been in their stuff since like oh, 2010, probably when I rode for Moto Concepts the first time. Right. They were team sponsor then. Yep. Um, but I've pretty much been in their goggles since since 2010. So you know, one way or another. So right. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate. You know, a lot of my career to. Or, you know, not all of it, but for a big chunk of it, really the last long chunk of it, to be with pretty much, you know, my same sponsors year after year, 
you know, I've had a good relationship with, with all of them, with HJC, with CD, with X-Brand, and O'Neill Gear yeah. uh, for the most part. I think since 2010 I've been in O'Neill, except for 2014 I wasn't able to, and then this year, 2017. But every other year um, since 2010 I've been with O'Neill. Um, you know, I've you know I've had a pretty good relationship with, with all of those companies for the, you know, like I said, a big chunk of my career up to date. So uh, it's, it's been awesome to have that relationship with those guys. And, um, yeah, I try, I try to stay loyal to them, and they've done the same to me. Uh, I think it helps in situations like this especially. Like I said, with HJC and CD, you know, they're, they're cool with me. Obviously, they're not super pumped on it, but they're understanding of the fact right. that my Moto Concepts deal was Supercross only. Yep. Um, and I was trying to put stuff together for outdoors. I was looking for options and rides that maybe would come available to do outdoors here because I would prefer to be here racing, you know, if I had my choice. But um, the my best option, you know, once I had to kind of make a decision, was to go to Canada and, you know, battle for the championship up there. Um, so that was my best option. And unfortunately, um, with that came having to give up the helmet and the boot deal while just while I'm up there. You know, like I said, so I think having that relationship, you know, helps uh, kind of ease some of the, the downside of, you know, having to wear for sure. you know a different product up there while you know while I'm up there for a couple months. Absolutely. Well, so, speaking of yeah. uh, Moto Concepts, do we know if we're back there next year yet or not? I don't know for sure. I know they had some meetings there at the end of Supercross. Um, I believe like with Honda and sponsors and stuff like that, and they're kind of getting their. The last I was told, they're getting their, you know, kind of plans in order of what their plans are going to be for next year, and uh, I know. As far as I know, they're they're obviously going racing, uh, either way. But I know they're kind of finalizing and kind of, you know, putting the feelers out there and kind of figuring out what their plans are for sure. Yeah. Uh, for next year. Um, but I'm hoping to be able to go back there again next year. I had an awesome time. I, I wish things had, uh, come together, you know, with more time before the season started. I only had a few weeks. I think like, I think a total of like 12 days on the bike right. before Anaheim. So. I'm, uh, we kind of talked a little bit already. Um, I think they know I would like to, you know, as possible and, and they have a good off season and training and not being so last minute, you know, the last, right. last, yeah, that's like, the last like, years of my career, I've been like on a new bike or new program, yeah. like just weeks before Anaheim. So yeah, that's what I was about I to say. Told, yeah. And it's, it's hard to, you, you, I feel like you're always playing catch up, you know, during the season and I kind of told them, you know, obviously, you know, I'd love the opportunity to go back, whether it's 250 or 450 sure. next year. And, uh, you know, just, I just kind of told them and, and for anybody, you know, any team, you know, whatever, it would just be nice to have a good, good solid, you know, two, three months of off season of riding and, you know, being really prepared. And uh, yeah. I think it would do a lot for me, you know, in, in, in the season to be that much more prepared. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping things work out and I can stay there and just kind of get stuff rolling, you know, with more more time to be prepared for the season and, you know, try to get the best out of myself, you know. So Absolutely. We'll see what happens, but, you know, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get back there. Well, Kyle, we just got a couple more little questions for you. Um, what do you, what are your expectations for the outdoors in Canada? I mean, you going for a championship? Are we going to – Team Chiz going to win one? <laughs> I mean, that's the plan. I want to. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be going up there if I didn't think I, if I didn't think I could. Yeah. Um, I would say I would be 
you know, satisfied with being top three, you know, say at the end of the season, but, um, but I, I want to win. Um, there, there's definitely some good riders up there this year or that, you know, that are going to be up there. Um, but you know, it's hard. There, there's going to be good guys up there, but you know, I can just, I try to just focus on myself, yep. do my best each week. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough cause you've got to think about guys you're racing against and prepare for it. But I think the best, the best way that I've learned over the years and what I try to tell myself and try to do is just prepare myself as best I can do my best each day that I ride and each race that I race. And, you know, if I do my best, that's all I can, you know, ask for out of myself. I can't, you know, you know, just make stuff happen out of thin air. You know, I got to just do my best and see where that puts us. And, uh, I'm hoping it's good enough for a win. Um, at the least top three, you know, I I just want to be up front battling for the wins. And, uh, I, I think that's what we can do. So that's, that's what I'm training for. And what's, what I'm going to, you know, shoot for. Um, but like I said, it's going to be my best regardless, and we'll see where that puts us. And each week, you know, work to be closer to the front if we're not there already. And uh, But, yeah, no, I want to I want to win. I want to be up on the podium every week. And uh, like I said, it'll be tough. There's a lot of good guys yeah. up there. But um, I, I think I can do it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Awesome, man. Well, you know I'll be pulling for you, and uh, all of us here will, yeah. bud. Yeah, um, I hope that uh... – I hope Brittany can get those shirts up on uh, Pretty Rebels pretty soon because I definitely need a new one. I know, I know we do. I, she's yeah, she's so busy, but I know she's yeah. working on it. She's got some new stuff going on too. She's always so busy, right? With that, but yeah, we got to get some stuff going and uh, yeah, get get them out there. Like if I do some of the U.S. races, more than likely I'm going to be kind of on my own. Maybe the last two, that team from Canada might come down for the last couple. Oh, cool. Um. We have a lot to go to do between now and then, obviously, but we kind of already talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, Red Bud is a possibility. That's the next one I could do. Um, that's like on the weekend, the first week off we have in Canada, or really the only week off in Canada is when Red Bud is. Um, and then after it's over, there is, I believe it's Bud's Creek and then Indiana. So I could do those ones also. Um, and then, like I said, the USGP, that's at Gatorback. Uh, plan on doing that. So yeah, we need to get need to get some new team chess shirts going yeah, up yeah. there, and yeah, for for the races that I do get to make it to. Yeah, I had, get to, them out there for, I had so, to hang yeah. mine up in the shop because you and Brittany signed <laughs> that that one at Dallas, and I hung it up, so I don't have yeah. one anymore. And that thing's like four years old now. When, I got to get me one of those. Shows yeah, when yeah, they come out. yeah. Get some new ones. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll be looking for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been, uh, you know, I, I've said stuff on social media for like four years now. And, I know she's busy yeah. all the time. She's always doing the pretty rebel stuff. So as soon yeah. as they're up, I'll buy them yeah. though. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, we gotta, gotta get them up. She's like I said, I feel bad. She's, she runs pretty much everything on her, <laughs> you know, her pretty rebel stuff and do everything pretty much by herself. She has a couple of friends that come over, right. You know, when, when they have some time to come help, you know, pack some orders and do stuff like that. But you know, now we have a bit, ba- you know, now having a baby, having a one year old and, her running business and me racing and gone all the time and right. we're wide open as always. Yeah. So and, and now she, we're trying to get it, trying to make it happen now. She keeps joking so, about yeah. having another baby and I don't see how you guys could have the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the making the baby is easy, but the, the, the raising the baby and working and traveling, that's tough. Yeah, dude, yeah. we don't, I, my wife and I don't even have time to have another one. And y'all are 40 times busier than we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it'd be tough. It's tough with one now. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, 
it's it, I guess you just learn to I don't know I mean yeah, I guess you know like learn to balance life yep. you got to balance stuff a more and whatever so awesome. give, it's give and take for sure so. Well, Kyle, we sure appreciate you coming on. Know you're busy, and uh, like I, I texted you about, we really want to have Brittany on in an upcoming show. Yeah. So uh, we'll get with you, but man, we wish you all the luck up there, and I'll be following your uh, we'll results. Be, we'll be pulling for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for sure. Yeah. Anytime. Get Brittany on here sometime soon too, and uh, yeah, I we'll want to do a check in halfway through the season or something like that up there, and maybe a little update. Hopefully things be going good, and I'll have some good updates. But yeah, yeah. Anytime. Yeah, you know, let me know. Like I said, maybe we'll get a little update mid-season and Heck see yeah. how he's going. And well, consider and, and uh, yeah, sounds good. Consider that done, buddy. We will talk to you then. All right, sounds good, okay. Kyle. Thanks, man. Appreciate yep. it, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Right, I'll talk you. to you soon. Bye. Okay. Kyle Chisholm, ladies and gentlemen, he's number eleven here in the states. Will be number one eleven in Canada. So if you are able to catch that on replay or TV or whatever, follow the one eleven on the Honda four fifty and cheer him on because we will be yeah. i gotta find a way to watch those online because mm-hmm. i don't have cable anymore yeah. yeah i don't even know if i can get them i had a, like a few years ago i got to watch them yeah. but I, well they were on tv then yeah like, last I mean, year i could never they, they only showed a couple of them like last year and then they would just keep repeating the first couple oh okay i gotta say yeah, yeah. i don't know man i don't but, know yeah i'm a cord cutter too yeah so i, oh, I don't have i tried TV. to be my wife fixed me that dude well i'll talk to you about that off air <laughs> right right well hey guys Again, thank you, little Don Emler, uh, Ben LeMay, Kyle Chisholm, Broadway Power Sports, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab, TJ Smith, Dark Side, Muscle Mark, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See ya.